Hey, welcome to the Excellent Pastor Podcast. My name is Jason, and today we're going to talk about eight metrics more important than your Sunday attendance. I'm really excited about this podcast today because I get to put my nerd hat on, which I love to wear, loud and proud, and get down in the weeds and kind of talk some data and some trends and some numbers. And it can be easy sometimes to only focus on the Sunday morning or the weekend worship attendance. But there are other numbers that are very important, if not more important, and we're going to talk about that. Our podcast today is sponsored by faithteams.com. Faithteams is a web-based church management software system that's got all the features that you've come to expect that your church needs in a database management system. But what's great about Faith Teams is it's priced, it really is priced uh, at a level that any church can afford it. Um, it's it's perfect for small, mid-sized churches. I've talked to Brian and the team over there. They give me a chance to look through the, the software, and it really is great. It's got all the stuff you'd expect, attendance tracking, kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, uh, guest follow-up that's automated, giving, text-to-give, email, all, all that stuff that, that you're looking for. And uh, it's all in one system at a price that makes sense. So they do have a 14-day free trial. You can try out the whole thing before you pay anything. Just go to faithteams.com or click the link in, in the description of this podcast. And make sure you mention Excellent Pastor when you're signing up for that free trial so they'll know that, uh, that we sent you. Again, that's faithteams.com. Let's get to the podcast. So right up front, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. We all feel pressure for numerical growth. We do. I mean, it, you know, it didn't start out that way. Uh, probably the first sermon or the Bible study you led, your focus was not on the attendance. It was just on the opportunity. But for better or for worse, it doesn't take long to feel this pressure like you should be growing, like your numbers should be should be going up or trending up and to the right. And I don't think that that's all bad. I believe the desire to make progress is God-given. Where it gets tricky is assuming that numerical growth always equals progress. And of course it can, but Sunday attendance or weekend attendance only tells part of the growth story of your church. It tells a story, just part of the story. And over the last few months, my team has been thinking and talking about engagement. And this is not new. You know, we didn't create this, obviously. A lot of church leaders have been talking about the idea of engagement, how engagement is more important than attendance. And as the, as the stats are showing that people are coming to church less, how can, we, how can we get engagement up? That's really what we've been talking about. And specifically, our team has been talking about how can we track it more effectively, in other words, how can we know if someone is really engaged in the life of our church? Because what we've learned is that our definition of somebody being, you know, quote unquote, all in, or our definition of someone being a part of our church is different than their definition. That if you were to run into somebody to a restaurant and say, hey, what church do you go to? They would say, oh, I go to Hope City Church, or I'm a, that's my church, or he's my pastor. And their definition would be totally different than our definition for what that means. And, and our church has been experiencing a lot of numerical growth. We, we broke the 500 barrier, which we were excited about and wrote about that in another blog. And I'll, I'll put a link to that in the description. But as we've been experiencing this numerical growth, I can't help but wonder, you know, are people spiritually growing? Uh, are people becoming more like Jesus? Are our systems and structures helping people take the next step? And in order to know the answers to those questions, we have to have some different metrics 
other than Sunday or weekend worship attendance. We've got to know some data beyond just counting heads. And luckily for us, we were able to use our database search features to begin measuring not only the attendance, but the engagement of our congregation. And so what I want to do is I want to give you eight metrics that that we have been looking at, we've been talking about and using, and I, I think you could use these as well. I'm, I'm going to try to get really into the details and the weeds here. I'm even going to try as best as I can on this podcast to explain how you could begin to, to measure some of these numbers, depending what on what database system you use or, or people management system that you use. So here we go. Let's give them eight metrics to track more important than Sunday attendance. Number one, we're just going to call total reach, total reach. And what I mean by total reach is people who are involved in any aspect or connected in any way to your church. Now, you probably know this, but you're reaching more people than your average Sunday or weekend attendance. A church of, let's say, 300 is really a church of, you know, 400, 450, 500. Everyone just doesn't show up on the same day. That's why Easter is so big is because, yeah, you get a few guests, but really you just get everybody coming on the same day. But you probably already knew that. And you've probably thought, man, if we could just get everybody to show up at the same time, you know, our church is is bigger than this. We're reaching more people than this. Well, that's what total reach is. Total reach is the total number of people who have engaged in in a specific time. They've engaged with your church in a specific time. And you can use whatever criteria you want to use or whatever you choose, but but we use at our church, we use the following criteria in our database when we're searching. And this is this is the search function or the or the criteria that we use. Show me the names of people who have, here's the criteria checked in a child or made a donation or attended a small group or volunteered in a service or registered online for an event. And we take those criteria and then we say in the last six weeks or six months or 12 months. And that's going to show us a fair representation of the total number of people who have engaged with our church over that period of time that we select. And why is this important? It's important because as church attendance becomes less frequent, even among Christian families, it's helpful to know your reach is increasing even if attendance is not. So it's entirely possible that you're reaching more people now than you've ever reached before, but your attendance hasn't necessarily gone up. So we want to know if they've checked in a kid or made a donation or attended a group or volunteered or registered for an event, We want to know what is that number. So that's number one, total reach. Let me give you number two, a metric that matters more than Sunday morning or weekend attendance. Number two is group attendance, group attendance. Now we know that spiritual growth can be really hard to quantify. You know, how can you be sure people are reading the Bible or praying or or obeying? You can't really. I mean, you can make a guess based on fruit, I guess, but you really can't effectively. And that's why it's crucial to pick a next step that that can be your metric to gauge your congregation's spiritual development. And and you can use whatever, you know, next step metric you want, but for our church, we chose group attendance. So in other words, if you are attending a group, we are going to make the assumption that you are growing spiritually. Wherever you are on on your journey uh, of faith, 
We believe that the decision to join a group is a next step of spiritual growth. And so we're going to take that number to in some way try to quantify uh, spiritual growth. And so use whatever criteria you want. Maybe for you it's Sunday school. It's not groups. That's fine. We call ours growth groups. But just pick something beyond Sunday morning attendance that you would classify as a as a metric to gauge discipleship or your discipleship effectiveness. Okay, now we require at our church, our growth group leaders to keep attendance through the app. So that allows us to know the exact numbers of weekly group attendance for the semester. Again, choose any criteria you want, but we decided to use the following formula. This is what we, this is what we do to, to measure this effectiveness. We take the average weekly group attendance and then we divide that by the average adult worship attendance over the semester. So our groups run three times a year. We have trimesters, take a break uh, a little bit in the summer and the holidays. So for that semester, so let's just say um, September to, to Thanksgiving or September to the beginning of December, we're going to take our average weekly group attendance, not the people who registered, but the actual attendance, and divide that by the average adult worship attendance over that semester that we're looking at. So are 30% of your people attending groups? Are 60% of your people attending groups? Are 17%? What is the number? And for us, we want to see that number get higher and higher and higher because that means people are taking a step beyond Sunday worship attendance. So number one was total reach. Number two, group attendance. Let me give you, let me give you another one, okay? Metric that matters more than Sunday or weekend worship attendance. We're just going to call this one involvement involvement. Now we know, and you've said this from the stage over and over again, that church is more than a service. You want people to get involved. You want them to take another step and serve or, you know, help you uh, reach people. And so we say at our church, it's more than a service, it's a family. And we want members and we want you to get involved in the life of the church. And so for us, we decided at our church that if someone was attending a group or serving on a hope team, then they were more than just an attender. They were engaged. That was our criteria. I'll keep saying this over and over again. You have to choose your criteria. But for us, if you're attending a group or serving on a hope team or a volunteer dream team, whatever you call it, we're going to consider that to be more than an attender. We're going to consider that someone who's involved. So this is the way we find that information. We're going to say, show me the people or show me a list of names of people who have been scheduled and confirmed as volunteers or attended a group in a certain period of time. So in the last six weeks or the last six months or the last year, show me a list of names of people who have been scheduled and confirmed as volunteers or either or attended a group in the last number of weeks. Now, it's worth noting that we did not include giving in our criteria for engagement. Because while giving is an essential identifier for someone's heart for the church, we also found that people who grew up in a traditional church background were inclined to give but not be involved in the life of the church. So, so we made the decision that if someone is only giving, yes, we want them to give. We believe where your treasure is, there your heart is. We, but if they're only giving but not attending a group or not serving on a team, we did not and do not consider that engagement. You may disagree, and that's fine. Whatever you decide, you use that. But it's really important to know who's engaging with your church beyond Sunday services. So involvement for us 
is uh, is something we're looking at. Let me give you number four, a metric matter that matters more than uh, Sunday or weekend attendance is first time givers. First time givers. We just said it, but but Jesus said, "Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Which means when someone takes the the faith filled step to begin giving to your church, they are indicating that their heart is invested in your church. People give where their heart is is invested. And especially if they've never given to a church before. And so that shouldn't be taken lightly or overlooked. And there are several things you can do to, to celebrate someone's decision to begin giving uh, a handwritten note or a small gift. Or um, I know at one time at our church, anybody who began giving, we gave them the book, the small little book called The Treasure Principle, which is a great, great book. Or you can do a phone call or an automated email. There's lots of things you can do, but whatever you do, I think it's important you celebrate people's spiritual growth in, in giving. So I can't speak for all church database systems, but in most cases, a simple search with the following criteria would be able to give you a list of, of first-time givers. You would just tell the, the database to show me the people who have donated first or first donated, however that would classify that for your system, of any amount of money in the last period of time. So show me a list of people who have made their first donation of any amount in the last, you know, six weeks, six months, how, three months, however you want to, to do that. And that's going to give you a list of people who have given to your church for the very first time. And, and you want to just walk with them and celebrate them because that's a massive step of spiritual growth. So first time givers is a metric that matters uh, more than, than attendance on the weekends. Let me give you another one. Number five, metrics that matter. More than Sunday attendance, first-time guests. Five is first-time guests. First-time guests are the lifeblood of a church experiencing momentum, and measuring the number of guests who visit your church is also a great way to, to measure your evangelism effort, your marketing strategy, and really whether your current members are excited enough about their church to tell anyone about it. Um, and there are many, many, many ways to capture a first-time guest visit, I wrote a lot more about the specific strategy that our church uses um, in, in a blog post and just gives you step-by-step step how we track our guests or connect with our guests and follow up with them. And I'll put a, I'll put a link in the description of this podcast and you can, you can go and look at that. But most churches use some form of a connection card or a guest card or a connection booth or something that you ask guests to fill out and to turn it in. I hope you're doing more than than just you know asking them to raise their hand, which that's a separate conversation. But if you use the model of a connection card or a guest card or anything where a guest fills something out, it really is effortless to keep track of the total number of guests who visit your church every year. And it's also easy to track trends of guests and know the seasons in your church when guests are more likely to show up. It's not hard to, to do that. According to um, a post by Tony Morgan, I think it was back in like 2014, so maybe a little out of date at this point, but back in 2014, Tony Morgan wrote a post. I'll put the link in the description, but he said, his data said that a growing church needs more guests each year than you have people in your total average attendance. So in other words, according to Tony Morgan, a growing church of 500 will need more than 500 guests in a year to continue growing. And and just in case you feel awful about yourself right now, don't, don't feel that because we haven't experienced that percentage at our church and we are growing. So it's not across the board true all the time. We, we haven't experienced that percentage, but we have experienced in certain years over 50% of guest to attendance ratio. 
So, you know, 300 adults, 150 guests, something like that. So don't be discouraged. Whether you have one visitor or a thousand visitors, just keep track of them so that you have the best data to make the best decisions in your future. And we do keep cards and we put them in our system. We have all these elaborate ways to track things. But honestly, the way we know the number right off the bat, uh, like on a Sunday afternoon, is we've just trained our, our volunteers, first impression volunteers, just to keep a running tally on a, sh- a scrap sheet of paper. So we can say, hey, how many first-time guests do we have today? And they can say seven, eight, nine, three, whatever it is. And that's even just in the simplest form. And then we record that uh, using church metrics. So number five is first-time guests. That number really matters. You need to be monitoring uh, first-time guests. Let me give you another one. Number six, metrics that matter more than, than Sunday weekend attendance is guest retention. So we just talked about first-time guests, but you need to be tracking the retention of those guests. And so keeping track of the guest numbers is crucial to creating an effective assimilation plan. And the next step is to measure the number of guests who return and eventually get connected to the life of your church. And so this can be really tricky if you haven't created a way to know if a guest returns. So almost every church I know of does something for their first time guests, but you got to figure out a way to know if a guest comes back. So at our church, we also track the number of second time guests who return. And again, it's in that, it's in that blog that I wrote step-by-step instructions for, for the way we try to connect guests. But for us, you come back a second time and we have a gift for you in a different color bag and, and you can read all about that. And so in our language from the stage, when our MCs or pastors are talking, we say, if you're a first or second time guest, be sure to go by the connection booth and pick up your gift. We always say first and second together. If you're a first or second time guest, be sure to go by the connection booth and pick up your gift. And this allows our connection team to know if a guest returns. And it also gives us better information to try and take, you know, to take the next step. And so we believe that when someone returns for a second visit, they're letting us know they are seriously interested in getting connected to the church. And so we take this as permission to follow up and connect with them. We're actually kind of hands off with that first time guest, but second time is a green light for us. Like you liked it, you came back, that's permission. And so the next step for our church is launch class. You know, a lot of people call it growth track or next step, whatever it is. We call it launch class. Uh, and at the end of launch class, someone helps them decide where they want to try serving on one of our hope teams. And then they receive a follow-up from the leader of the volunteer team. And eventually our goal is to see a first-time guest take the next step to be group attending, serving, giving church member. Like that's what we're hoping for. And it's not for us, it's really for them. We believe their life gets better, you know, with with friends and with faith and being connected to a church. So we actually don't use search criteria to measure guest retention. We haven't found a great way to do that in the system. So we just use a spreadsheet and manually input the the data because it involves a lot of personal follow-up from our team. So the spreadsheet has columns for all the next steps and and we you know that we want a guest to take. And so at any given time, I can ask one of my pastors, hey, share that Google spreadsheet with me. And we can see over the last six weeks, three months, whatever it is, the name of a guest who came and then all of the different steps and the dates that they took those steps if possible, uh, or or maybe, maybe they didn't. And so actually, if you want to have that spreadsheet, we'll give it to you. It's just a simple spreadsheet that, that we'll share with you. Um, you. Click on the link in the description, go to the blog post, put in your email address, and we'll send it over to you, uh, you know, free of charge. Use it however however you want. But 
if you don't want to use a spreadsheet and you wanted to use some type of search criteria, maybe you're using a system that allows you to do that, um, then you could do something like show me a list of names whose first attendance date, which you got to keep attendance dates to use that, was uh, in a time period, certain time period, have given or served or attended a group, any of those metrics. And, you know, as long as you're keeping the data and putting in the system, you should be able to, to print out the information that you need. So um, guest retention is a metric that really matters, probably, honestly, more than, than worship attendance. Let me give you another one. Number seven, metrics that matter more than Sunday or weekend attendance. Number seven is new group attendance. So we've already talked about groups earlier, but we really try to focus on new group attendance as well. We want to be tracking that. And, and so if, if, for, if for us, group attendance is a metric to measure spiritual growth, you know, it's not a perfect metric, but it's something. And, and so if that's true, we want to measure the number of people who are joining a group for the first time. And you, you may have noticed this, we've noticed this as well, but the people in your church who do everything typically do everything and everyone else does very little. It's that classic 80-20 principle. And so our, at our church, we want to know if anyone has decided to join a group for the first time because we want to measure our effectiveness at onboarding new people. So as long as your groups or Sunday school require registration or an attendance report or something like that, then you can produce a list of first-time group attendees. And while your church is small, we found the best way to measure this number is with a highlighter and a list of printouts. Like, don't get too fancy. Just print out a bunch of names and get a highlighter out and, and check with your leaders. But as your church grows, you might need to define a more kind of complicated search criteria that would be something like, Show me a list of names who have registered for the current group time period and exclude people who have registered and then for a past time period, if that makes sense. And all these search criteria, by the way, are on the blog post. You can click the, the uh, link and for all the nerds out there who, who want to see that, you can use that as well. Okay, let me give you one more. We're talking metrics that matter more than Sunday or weekend worship attendance. Let me give you one more, and that would be what we just call inactive I think it's important to know the inactive number, and you are familiar with this. I'm sure uh, every pastor deals with this, every church deals with this, but you have a church database system with thousands of names in it, because over the years you added families, but you know the information isn't up to date, and a lot of those people are not actively involved in your church, and, and every pastor knows the frustration of having way more, you know, quote, members on the books than people actively attending. The frustration is, like, is there anything to, you can do about it? Is there a way to know when someone is no longer active in your church unless they tell you? Well, the good news is the answer is yes. And really, it's not even that hard. Through the power of automation, you can categorize names in your database as inactive. Depending on what system you're using, they may not call it inactive. There may be a different name. But based on any criteria you, you choose, you can kind of mark them uh, automated as inactive. And this is a powerful feature because it gives you really accurate information and your planning can be more effective. So to create an inactive list, you could do something like this. You could say change membership status or whatever your system uses, change the membership status of people who have not. So we're changing the membership status of people who have not met the following criteria, checked in a child or made a donation or attended a small group or volunteered in a service or registered online for an event. It's kind of the opposite of the total reach. And then just use a certain period of time. So if in six months someone hasn't checked on a child, given, attended a group, volunteered, or registered for an event, 
we want the database to automatically mark them as inactive. And then at any time you want to kind of get accurate information, just print out a list of everyone not marked inactive and you'll kind of know what you've got there. So I know this is pretty detailed and kind of down in the weeds and, and data oriented, but I think knowing accurate information and numbers makes you a more effective leader, helps you make better decisions. And so we don't want to get stuck in this, like only measuring the effectiveness of our church by the Sunday attendance and like, you know, rising and falling emotionally off of just the attendance. So let me, let me recap these eight metrics to track that matter more than Sunday or weekend attendance. Number one is total reach. Number two is group attendance. Number three is involvement. Number four is first-time givers. Number five is first-time guests. Number six is guest retention. Number seven is new group attendance. And number eight is inactive. I hope this helped. You can get all the resources down in the description. Go check out the blog to get even more of the text that you can use and the criteria you can use. <laughs>